before we dive into this week's podcast, I just have a quick announcement. So I don't know about you guys, but I love our music for the show. I think it's fabulous. And every time yeah. I hear it, it makes me so happy. And actually, um, it is our friend, uh, Victoria, and she has her own music and her, she goes by Atoria for her music. And she actually just came out with a new album. So previously she just had a few singles. Um, and I loved all her singles, but she just came out with an album called Glow Kid. And so you can get it on iTunes or anywhere that you get your music. Um, I downloaded it and I've been listening to it and it's like really quirky. Totally Victoria. It's totally quirky, but it's awesome. And, um, it's really great. And it'd be so awesome if you guys would support her in her new endeavor. So check it out. Atoria, A-T-O-R-I-A. And the album is called Glow Kid. I'm trying to think if I want to, like, what I want to say for my intro. Okay. I think you should definitely say something about finding furniture on the side of the road. <laughs> okay, I can do that. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Frugalicious. I'm Beth, an English teacher, casual blogger, and frugality enthusiast. And I'm here with my sister, Jessica. Hey, everyone. I'm Jessica. I'm a teacher living up in Northern California, and I love um, collecting furniture from the side of the road and repurposing it. In this podcast, we'll share with you some frugal and fabulous tips, tricks, and life hacks. And today we're talking about things that get in the way. Don't chase the money. Nope. The money chase you. That's right. Cause you're the boss now. Tell the daughters what to do. It's frugalicious. Yeah, it's a movement. We'll find the discounts. Ha. Yeah, we can do this. Yeah, we can do this. So before we dive into our episode, we want to start off with a subscriber shout out. So mm -hmm. we like to have this part of the podcast where we talk about someone who shouts us out either in an email, a comment on our website, or as is in the case today, a review on iTunes. So this is an, a review that's on the Canadian iTunes. So Wait, it's only on the Canadian iTunes? You can't see it if you're on the US no. iTunes? Yeah, so that I realized why I can only see one is because I'm on the Canadian one. Oh. So, okay, so this is a review from someone called Student of Frugality on the Canadian iTunes. This person said, I had no idea that I could use leftover black bean stock for soups or that I could make my own yogurt for a fraction of the price or that I could easily remove tons of salt from my diet by using my kitchen appliance. These were all just from the Crock-Pot episode. Highly recommends this series. The hosts are fun, personable, and they make frugality cool. <laughs> so shout out to Student of Frugality. Thanks for yeah. your... And we'd love it if you would leave us an review on any iTunes, Canadian yeah. or American or other ones mm -hmm. and yeah the episode that they were talking about is episode number seven in case you missed it and you want to go back and listen to it we interview our mom who yeah. we like to call the crock pot queen so if you want to hear <laughs> that one it has a lot of really great ideas so thanks so much and we look forward to shouting out more of our subscribers in the future yeah all right so let's uh dive into today's topic and to start out the way this uh, episode came about was I've been reading this book by Brene Brown called The Gifts of Imperfection. Uh, really, it does not have anything to do with frugality, but I was reading this one part and realized how applicable it was to all of life, including money. So we'll have the link in the show notes for this book, but let me just read. This is in my book, page 36. How-to is a seductive shortcut, and I understand that. Why cross the swamp if you can just bypass it? But here's the dilemma. Why is how-to so alluring when, truthfully, we already know how-to, yet we're still standing in the same place longing for more joy, connection, and meaning? Most everyone reading this book knows how to eat healthy. I can tell you the Weight Watcher points for every food in the grocery store. I can recite the South Beach Phase 1 grocery shopping list and the glycemic index like they're the Pledge of Allegiance. We know how to eat healthy. We also know how to make good choices with our money. We know how to take care of our emotional needs. We know all of this, yet we are the most obese, medicated, addicted, and in-debt Americans ever. Why? We have more access to information, more books, and more good science. Why are we struggling like never before? Because we don't talk about the things that get in the way of doing what we know is best for us, our children, our families, our organizations, and our communities. 
Yeah, I love this. I think that's so important. And I think it kind of ties into our episode on self-care that we did recently, Mm. which is episode 16 and 17, if you want to go back and take a listen to those. But just talking about taking care of ourselves and yeah, like eating healthy. People know probably how to make a budget and how to spend money Mm -hmm. wisely and things they shouldn't be spending their money on. But it's true. There's lots of things that somehow sort of persuade us to spend our money and our time differently than we want to. Right. And I, I know that I've heard and seen and read many people that are, will say things like, I know how to do this, but I just don't do it. Right. Um, and so I thought that was very insightful, this things that get in the way. So it got me thinking about, okay, well, with, with being frugal and with my money, what are the, we'll talk about some kachings and wah-wahs later in the episode. Like what are those things that, that make me stumble that cause the wah-wahs? What are the things that are getting in the way? Because if you can address that, then you can address the root cause and make some actual changes. Yeah, no, that's great. I love it. So Jessica and I have compiled our own list of things that we feel like get in the way for us or things that we've seen in other people. And we're just going to talk through some of them and maybe share some examples, stories to go along with those. And then like she said, we'll share some of our kachings and wah-wahs later on. So the first one, which is so classic millennial, is <laughs> FOMO, fear of missing out. Yeah. I think that this is so, I mean, maybe not super new, but I think that it's something that's so much more a new thing. Like back in the day, I don't know, in the depression era or whatever, people weren't worried about missing out on things. They were worried about surviving. They were worried about using their money well. And now we have all of this like ease and luxury. And it's so much focus on like all the things that we're not a part of. And I think a lot of that is social media. And that is a big part of what makes people feel like, oh, they're missing out because everyone's posting all these pictures and they, what does my life look like that? And just right all of those things that come along with that well and i can't speak to any time period except for the one i'm living in but i do think the structure of society has changed like with social media you do know more of what's going on but sometimes too i think it's how um spread out everything is and travel is so much easier and talking to people way far away is so much easier and so you don't have maybe as many or as consistent of those group community things where no one's missing out really because it's like, it's the, I don't know, it's the city square dance, you know, everybody's coming. It's the the town square dance Um, or whatever that community event might be. Right. There's, it's just different. So I think the structure of society is just different, but FOMO is definitely a real thing. And I know for me, like sometimes I'll feel like, well, I really wasn't planning on spending this money to do, you know, X, Y, or Z, but all my friends are going and I really want to go. So I'm just going to go, you know, and then I spend the money that maybe I didn't want to spend. And maybe that event wasn't that important to me, but I didn't want to be the only one not going. Yeah, totally. So I think for me, this definitely doesn't feel like as much of an issue. I think that I am okay missing out on things. Mm -hmm. I'm actually with it. I'm actually like, suckers, you like spend this money on this thing. And I don't want to, I didn't want to be a part of that. But I do think that there are experiences, like the way that this looks for me is it's like, okay, this is a great example. Every time I go to California, where my fam, a lot of my family lives, mm-hmm. I always want to go to In-N-Out Burger because I'm like, you have to take a picture of it and put it on Instagram. People have to know that you went to In-N-Out Burger. And like, if I don't get it when I'm there, I will never get it ever again. Mm. And so there's a lot of things that when I go to certain places, I'm like, oh no, but when I go to Canada, then I have to make sure that I get like Tim Hortons. I have to make sure that I like get these oh, things. Oh, okay. So I have a lot more of the, like, I don't want to miss out on the thing that is sort of in that moment or like traveling to a certain place and getting yeah. a picture like more of that, I think is kind of more what I struggle with. And sometimes, sometimes it's a small thing, like in and out burger at the end of the day, you know, 10 to $15, like it's not a huge deal, but other things it's more like how much 
not even just how much money, but how much like time and peace and energy gets invested mm. into. I have to make sure that I do this thing because otherwise, how can I say that I went to California and didn't have in and out burgers? Mm. Like a, it's more. Um, it makes me less content. Well, I think it's yeah. I get that. It's interesting that you put it that way because it makes me realize like fear of missing out. It doesn't specify what you're missing out on. So for you, missing out on the experience is like the thing you don't want to miss out on. For right. me, missing out on being part of a group and a community is what I don't want to miss out on. And so different right. people, it might be yeah. that their FOMO might be directed at something different, but it still is that, that FOMO. Yes. Um, I still, my favorite thing from our self-care episode was the talking about Jomo that like, you just kind of can make that mental shift. And instead of having the fear of missing out, you have the joy of missing out and you just realize, Hey, if I say no to this, I'll have more money for something else. Or if I say no to this, I'll have more time for something else. Yes. Yeah. Okay. For me, another thing that gets in the way of spending my money wisely is being tired. Because yes. definitely, if I do not feel like making dinner, my favorite thing is to stop for a little Caesar's pizza on the way home. Yes. And it feeds me for like three or four days. Amazing. And it's just, I'm tired. And so I will spend the money on that food. Whereas normally I'll like, will prep my own food or do those right. things in a more cost effective <laughs> and also healthier way. But Yes. Um, if the more tired I am, the more likely I am to just spend money on something yes. because I'm just totally. too tired to do it any sort of inexpensive way. I just want to get it done. Yes. No, totally. Um, first of all, love me a little Caesar's pizza I have <laughs> in my fridge right now. Um, That's if, so we funny. Could, if we could have an official sponsor of the podcast and it was little Caesar's, I would be delighted. But um, <laughs> a little Caesars, if you're out there. Yeah, if you're listening, we would love to have you subscribe. in touch with us at frugociouspod yes. at gmail.com. Yes, we will happily talk about your pizzas here. Um, they have one here in Guatemala that's called a super cheese, and it has cheese in the crust, and mm. it's really good. Anyways, okay, for me, what this looks like being tired could also be like being lazy. And so kind of just not wanting to invest the energy into something where like I'm tired and like, oh, I don't want to go do that thing that's hard. So tired slash lazy. Okay. Yeah. But for Fred and I, what this looks like is usually we go to a nearby city to go and get our groceries because we live like in a tiny little area where you can't really buy all your groceries. But um, we go into the big market and um, produce is like so cheap. Like you can mm -hmm. get seven cucumbers for a dollar kind of cheap, like very mm -hmm. inexpensive, but, um, it is a little bit further away. It takes maybe like 15 minutes to get there, mm -hmm. but, um, there's a town that's closer by that. Sometimes if we're feeling a bit lazy and don't want to go into the further town, we'll go there, but they don't have a market that we go to. They just have like a grocery store that's more uh -huh. geared toward Americans and things okay. are like, like it depends what you buy, but certain things like, let's say we're buying cilantro, you can get a huge bunch. You can get seven bunches of cilantro for $1, but in this store, it's like 75 cents for a bunch of cilantro. So it's like mm. quite the markup. Yeah. And so, but if we're just like, Oh, like we don't want to go to the big market to do that. Like we'll just go there and we'll get some things there. And then it always like, it makes our grocery budget run out a lot faster. Mm. And so mm -hmm. I'm happy to report that this, past weekends this happened to us and we're like oh we don't want to go into the local market like blah, like maybe we'll just go to this grocery store but we we're like no we're gonna go in and we're gonna do it and we got like a lot of really good produce and i'm really happy that we went in even though it took a little bit more effort but yeah it definitely definitely can be hard if you're feeling tired and mm -hmm. just like, want to mm -hmm. expend that energy because being frugal or like eating healthy does take a lot more time and energy right does yeah. you have to plan more you have to have the energy to chop all your vegetables and do all mm -hmm. your things so definitely yeah that one which speaking of planning that's the next thing on our list is that if i haven't planned ahead i'm also more likely to spend money because i realize yes. like oh crud i forgot to pack a snack for myself and i'm really hungry and i do need to get something to eat okay i'm gonna spend right. this money 
Yeah, I think this happens with meals a lot. It happens a lot with food. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I know that I've talked to, to a lot of people about this actually, and they're like, oh, you guys are like crazy meal planners. I'm like, you mean that we like decide what food we're going to eat and then we write down the ingredients and go to the grocery yeah. store? They're like, yeah, like that's so crazy. And so <laughs> some people, we know people who like, they get home every night at six o'clock and they're like, what are we having for dinner? And then, mm-hmm. you know, it takes more time. And so, if, yeah, for us, definitely planning ahead helps us. Yeah. Definitely with food to make sure that we're spending what we want to spend, that we've made those yeah. plans. Yeah. Um, an interesting side note on that, because I've been thinking about this, that I just tend to be a planner by nature, so that feels nice to me to plan yeah. ahead. Some people really like spontaneity. And That's so true. I was talking to a friend who she – she likes being spontaneous, but when we were talking about meal planning, she didn't like the idea of like deciding on Wednesday, I'm going to eat this because what if on Wednesday, I don't want to eat that. But mm-hmm. for her just prepping, like she said, if I chop up and prep a bunch of vegetables, yeah. I'll eat them and I can use them in different ways and still have spontaneity. So mm-hmm. planning ahead could look different for different people. That's so true. actually I am curious listeners, if you're somebody that likes a little bit more spontaneity if you found a really good way to plan ahead, yes. but keeping with that spontaneous nature that you have. Cause you've got to do, you've got to know yourself and do what's going to work well for you. Otherwise it's not sustainable. You're not gonna be able to keep it up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, an idea that I have for that about meal planning is that what we do is we just decide what meals we're going to make, but we don't specifically say on this day we're gonna mm, do this. Okay. Like, Here are the three meals that we're gonna make and then maybe we don't actually end up making one of those meals. And we're like, bonus, we have all the things ready <laughs> for the week after because we ended up actually going out on a date instead or we ended up going okay. out with people and we have this like meal that we'd already decided to make. Yeah. Um I realized another area that this really affects people is uh travel. So we've oh, talked about right. the travel episode. But definitely like food in the airport, definitely Mm -hmm. hotels, rental cars, Disneyland, lots of things where if you don't Mm -hmm. plan ahead, you're going to end up spending a lot more money. Like something that's like remarkable to me is like, okay, let's take Disneyland as an example. (laughs) When you're at Disneyland and you're using the Disneyland app, your battery on your phone goes pretty quickly. And so I always bring a rechargeable battery pack. And for my phone. And so you just charge it the night before and you bring it and it's great. But I was like watching someone's stories on Instagram and they're like, I always forget to do my charger. So I just rent one from Disneyland. And I think it's like $10 or something. Mm-hmm. But why can't you just remember to like, you have one. Why can't you remember to charge it and bring it with you? Just like put it next to your Disney ears when you're getting ready to go. You know, like there's right. lots of ways that you could do that. So that's a very specific niche example, but I think that that makes a lot of sense for lots of things when it comes to travel is just the, the more you plan ahead, the better it is usually when it comes yeah. to prices for things. Yeah. This is definitely not the first time we've talked about planning ahead in relationship to being yeah. frugalicious because that's true. it really de- like they really go hand in hand. And so if you don't plan ahead, it's real easy for that to spiral out pretty fast and they're like, oh, okay, I'll just spend money on this. Yes. Oh, okay. I, now that I spent money on that, I didn't do my big batch meal prepping. So now I have to buy these other meals or, right. or whatever it is. So that, and I am guilty. That for sure has happened to me where I've opened the refrigerator and been like, huh, well, <laughs> I forgot to go to the grocery store. Little Caesars it is. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it happens to all of us, but. It's good yeah. to know about because the more aware you are, the better you can learn from that and then not fall into those traps as much Definitely. in the future. So that's yeah. a good one. Um, the next one we have on our list is time. And that I think kind of goes a little bit with planning ahead or being tired is it's like one of those commodities that you just have to factor in. Mm-hmm. And obviously when people are more crunched for time, like Jessica was talking about, it does come down to, you know, the picking up the little Caesars on your way home. If you're like, mm-hmm. ah, I just have so much work to do tonight. I can't like, I don't have time to cook something. Um, my answer for you is the crock pot. Crock pot. Crock pot solves a lot of problems, but definitely mm-hmm. time being one of them. Um, for me, what this has looked like in the past, I mean, it's looked like lots of things. 
but a big one is uh, gifts. So I love giving gifts. I it's mm-hmm. like one of my top love languages. If you're into that love languages sort of way of looking at things, I just love to pick things out for people. I love to make things for people. I like to think about what people would like. So there was a season in my life where um, I was working an extra job because we were paying off debt, and it was great. But it meant that I was working like six days a week and I did not have very much time. And so when it came time for, you know, presents, instead of uh, making someone some homemade, you know, bath scrub or making them like a candle or things that I would normally make, I was like, Mm -hmm. Starbucks card it is. And then for sure, buying the Starbucks card ended up costing more money than making the candle because Mm -hmm. I had all the candle supplies. But but I didn't have the time to do it. Mm-hmm. So I think that comes, yeah, that comes into, for me, a big one that it comes into is for sure food, like all of them, but gifts is a big one because yeah, a good gift. Yeah. And I think planning ahead can like counteract some of those things, but the truth is like, depending on how your life is set up or where you are in life or what's going on with you right now, sometimes you have more money than yes. time. And sometimes you have more time than money. So in some instances, it is a case where, like I would 100% of the time rather make somebody a gift than buy it. That's more fun for me. I enjoy it more. It feels more personal. That's just always my go-to when it comes to gifts is making things. But there have been times just like you were describing where I just like, I didn't have time for that. And so instead I went out and bought it. And that was just a case where I had more money than time in that instance. And so to meet the same goal, I spent the money instead of spending the time. Right. So time, you know, it's, it is a big factor, but I think it's a lot about your goals. Like what do you really want? Cause you shouldn't feel bad about spending money on things to save time. If you have that money and that's how you decided you want to spend that money. Right. For sure. That is something I love that you said that actually, Jessica, that's one of my favorite things to talk about is like having more time or money in certain yeah. seasons. And for me, what this often looks like is like uh, plane tickets. <laughs> so sometimes I ha- if I have a bit more time, I will do the eight to 12 hour layover in an airport. If it means that I save like a hundred to $200, I'm like, for sure I have 12 hours to like mm-hmm. an airport, like seems great. So sometimes I will do that. But then if it's like, oh, you have to be back for work at a certain time or mm-hmm. you only have a certain amount of days off, then maybe you're paying more for your airplane ticket because you actually have to be back mm-hmm. a certain time. So I always think about that when I travel. For, for sure, when I travel, that always comes up. Definitely comes up with, uh, with gifts and, and yeah, food and stuff as well. Like some people definitely have more money than time. And so for them to pay someone to clean their house or to pay, pay to buy a... Uh, present for someone or to do like one of those like, um, services where they like blue apron or something where they Mm -hmm. deliver the food to your house. Like for some people, they're like, that is actually more helpful than like Mm -hmm. going to the grocery store and picking things out. They have the the money to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, at this point in my life, I feel like I usually have more time than money. (laughs) That's where I am. But also I just want to say to our listeners who have kids who are rolling their eyes, I don't have kids. So that comes a big, that's a big part of it. Also, I live in a place where we don't go out after dark because it's kind of dangerous in the streets. Mm-hmm. So at 6.30, it's in my house I am. So definitely that's the season I'm in right now. But yeah, that definitely factors in for sure. Yeah. Um, another, like speaking of kids and things like that, when you've got a lot going on, convenience, convenience yes. can sometimes get in the way, which again, is not a bad thing, but I know sometimes I've paid for convenience and then regretted it. Yes. Other times I've paid for convenience and been very pleased in my decision because it, and I, it's, yeah, I keep saying the same thing, but it's, what is your goal? What do you want to accomplish? What are your priorities and values? What's important to you? And is the way you're spending your money and your time and all those other things for that matter, is it meeting that goal? Because if it is, then good. You're, you're doing it in a way that's going to be helpful to you and feel good. But if it's not meeting that goal, you're going to feel frustrated. You're going to feel disappointed. You're going to feel annoyed with yourself. You know, you're just going to feel off and you might not even be able to put your finger on it, but right. it doesn't yeah. feel good psychologically. Jess, do you have an example of a time where you paid for convenience and you were like, awesome, that was great. Or that you paid for it and you were like, ooh, wish I hadn't done that. Ooh, that's good questions. Um, let's see. So one thing 
there is an airport in my town, but it's very small. And so the closest airport is like two hours away. And sometimes I will spend the extra money to just fly out of the local airport because it's so much faster. It's so much less stressful. I don't have to park my car anywhere. I can just have a friend take me. And so paying for that convenience, even if it's a little bit more for me is worth it because it makes the travel so much nicer and better. Yeah. So that's an example of paying for convenience that I definitely feel good about. The cases where I pay for convenience and then I'm not really usually as pleased is I think it's usually food, but it's, it's like I'm feeling crunch for time or I'm feeling tired or I'm feeling lazy. And so I'll just go get like a freezer meal from the grocery store or so. And I just don't like it and it's not as good. And then later it's like, I could, you know what I mean? If I had gone to the grocery store two days ago when I had had time, we would not be in this situation eating this freezer or mac and cheese or whatever it is. I don't know. I don't get the mac and cheese, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I will share a convenience that we actually love to pay for. So (laughs) tell me. um, One of my least favorite things in the world ever since I was a child is grating cheese. Like I just hate it. I just, <laughs> I just can't even describe. I don't know if you remember this, but when I was little, I remember telling mom, like, we are always going to have grated cheese in our house because I hate grating cheese. I just oh, hate it so, so much. Weird. It's such a weird thing. But anyways, <laughs> um, my dear husband started buying grated cheese because we, um, I mean, we, most of the things that we use cheese for, it's grated. So it's like, why would you buy the block and grate it? It's a similar price. It might be a little bit more, but we, um, we freeze it in little bags because mm-hmm. you know, freeze cheese in case you didn't know. We should oh, do yeah. a whole episode on the freezer. I'm we sure should. we talked about this, but yeah. yes. Anyways, we freeze them in little baggies and then we have a uh, taco Tuesday every week with our friends and we usually bring cheese. So then we grab a cheese out of the freezer and it's like, we're ready for taco Tuesday. We like bring our cheese. So that is a convenience that we are delighted to pay for because it yes. saves so much time. It's not actually so much more expensive. It's really it's not. It's just, why not? Why not buy mm-hmm. the grated cheese? So the little girl inside of me is very happy that we <laughs> always have grated cheese in the house. But yeah, that's an example of a convenience. It could be things yeah. like Lunchables or like pre whatever slices of cheese or like cut up whatever, like lots of things that kind of are cut up or like those vegetable Mm -hmm. trees that everything's all cut up. Like you're going to pay a little bit more for Mm -hmm. it, but at your season in life, you might be like, this is exactly what I need. Like this is Mm -hmm. perfect. Have 20 minutes to peel and cut all these carrots. I'm just Mm -hmm. going to baby carrots, you know? Right. Although side note for carrots, you don't actually have to peel carrots. That's true. I have not peeled carrots in ages and I'm perfectly fine with it because for me, it was like, "Mm, do I want to spend the time to peel this or do I just want to eat the peel? Yeah, I'd rather just eat the peel. But there's a lot of nutrients in the peel, so that's probably good. Just make sure to give it a good scrub. Oh yeah. Well, I wash it. Yeah. Don't worry. I wash. I wash my carrots. Don't worry. (laughs) Excellent. Yeah. Um, Okay. We have three more that we want to share with you. So Mm -hmm. the next one is being worried that people will judge you. Mm-hmm. This is huge. Um, I have for sure been the person in the room when everyone, like, let's say you're taking like a class or, uh, you're like at an all day seminar or something and people like go out to eat their lunch. And I'm the person in the back with like a Tupperware mm-hmm. like, sandwich. Mm-hmm. I'm usually now I'm very happy to be that person. I'm like, look at you. You just spent $10 and I spent <laughs> one. Like I'm totally happy. But early right. on, especially when we were first married and we were trying to like kind of be professional and kind of try to fit in with the people that we were working with. Mm-hmm. It was very awkward sometimes of like these people buy their lunch and we're like bringing our leftovers mm-hmm. or things that maybe like we ate really simply back then. It was like a lot of spaghetti and taco soup and things that like don't look very good or don't look right fancy. And so, yeah, definitely worried about people judging you. I think mm-hmm. is a huge one when it comes to spending money. People will spend money for, for that reason. And well, and I guess this kind of goes into the next one on our yeah. list to the appearances, like keeping up with the Joneses. But I think a lot of it too is like, Oh, I want to buy these like, 
designer things so that people know that I'm trendy or um, yeah. everybody has this latest techie gadget and right. I want to have the latest techie gadget. Yeah. And again, it's like, it's your priorities. Like if you genuinely like the technology and want to use it, great. But if it's just out of a fear of other people, yeah, what they think, mm-hmm. probably not doing much for you really. It's true. I think the big one that I see with, I uh, want to shout out to the millennials because we're both millennials. <laughs> shout out. We see you. Um, I think a big one that comes with this is for sure like coffee shops, like fancy coffee. Like mm-hmm. people going to certain places and paying however much for their like third wave coffee. And another one is food of people like the food that they make at their house. Like people like have on their Instagram stories, like all of this really fancy quinoa with like seven cheeses and like whatever. Mm-hmm. That's not a very good example because that sounds kind of gross. <laughs> quinoa with seven cheeses. But things that people make that cost a lot of money. And this was a mm-hmm. huge one when we were first married. Like I mentioned, a lot of things that we made, I was like, I'm cooking like a pioneer mom. We are making big batches of soup. We're making, <laughs> right. We're making things that are like cheap and filling because that's what we needed. And mm-hmm. I really felt it when sometimes we'd have people over for dinner or we'd go over mm-hmm. to other people's house for dinner. And it's like, oh, they have the salad with goat cheese and spinach mm-hmm. and like nuts. And my salad was like iceberg with mm-hmm. baby carrots and bell peppers or whatever. And it wasn't yeah. very nice looking. Yeah. And so that appearance thing, I know that it can affect people a lot yeah. because you're comparing against people who maybe have an actually totally different financial situation than you. Yeah. And that is something that people don't often take into account because they're like, well, I should be like these people. Dave Ramsey actually talks about this and he says that a lot of times when couples get married, they try to spend money like their parents who are like 25 years ahead of them. Oh, and that makes sense. Working for longer, they're trying to buy the same house. They're trying to buy the same cars and all those kinds of things when they're 25 years behind. Right, right, right. And it's hard to like, it's hard to just be okay with where you are and be like, yeah, I'm not as advanced in my career as my parents who are 25, 30 years older than me, you know, right. I'm, I'm not there and that's okay because it just takes time to get there. Yeah. So those two really go together, I think, appearances. And they do. Gender. Yeah, mm-hmm. they do. I think, too, just what you said about, like, uh, people having the latest thing and trying to be like everyone else, maybe if you don't even actually really like that thing or it's not that important to you, but just doing it because other people have the latest iPhone or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's really good to sort of examine your priorities mm-hmm. because for some people, that's like, oh, they actually really do want to eat healthy or they want to eat organic or they want to do right. whatever. And then spending that extra money on the food, it's actually not about what people think about them. It's about their personal goal. Right. That is really, that's really important. And for some people, like maybe they have the latest version of the iPhone because like, okay, this is a perfect example. Fred just got a new iPhone and he did it because he manages the communications of a nonprofit. And so he was like, I actually need to have a better camera. I actually need to have something that's Mm -hmm. a bit better that has the tools that I need to do my job every day really well. So we can like keep mm-hmm. up with other nonprofits. So that right. was like, and we saved up for it for like months and months and months. And then he decided to buy it. So it wasn't like an impulse. Like I need to be like everyone else. It was like, mm-hmm. no, he had his old iPhone for a really long time and then decided to upgrade yeah. because of that priority. And then yeah. we saved for it. So I think it's good to yeah. sort of examine those things. It is good. It's hard. So one thing, it is sometimes hard being the one that's not, keeping up with the Joneses or not doing those things. Cause I know sometimes like at potlucks, I'll oh, feel yeah. very aware because I bring, I feed other people the same thing I feed myself. And I, so, of course. you know, you'll go to a potluck and very often there'll be lots of like Costco trays and, you know, people have brought those or things like that. And I will bring like my homemade, actually the other day I made a really good, uh, I called it an Italian rice salad, nice. but it was, is a cold salad. And so it had rice, beans, tomatoes, onion, basil, and oregano, like fresh herbs, like from my garden, like that's how, so I bring stuff like that. And people are like, don't always know what to do with it. Cause (laughs) you know, it's, and plus I preface it. Like where's the label? Like where can I I know? Well, and plus I also always preface it with like, 
hey, I just made this up, so I don't know if it tastes good, because that's usually what happens is I'm just throwing stuff together that sounds good to me. But it is, it does take some getting used to just, and being okay with that and being like, nope, this is who I am and this is what I bring and this is what I like to make and this is, and that is okay. And if they want, you know, and that is okay for other people to get their Costco trays or other people to go to the bakery and buy the cake or go, you know what I mean? Like whatever works for you, if it's meeting your priorities and your values, great. Yeah. Totally. And I will talk more about that in my kaching coming up, but we have one more on the list. So the last one we have here is just ideas about your self-worth. And I put this one on the list. I thought of two ways that this could affect people. So first of all, people could use finances and like shopping to make themselves feel better. Mm, So people retail therapy like buying all the really nice uh like new clothes and like makeup because you like don't actually like the way that you look but you're spending a lot of money on these things to like keep up with the trends so we have all done that ladies i want you to hear me and i want you to say i'm not judging you this is not a judgment this is just something that i have seen that sometimes we buy things because we're like this will make me feel better but actually we just Mm. need to like learn how to accept ourselves how we are Uh, The second way that I think that this comes in is it's like the opposite. It's like, I deserve this. Like I definitely like I'm worth this. Or you have this idea about how you look to other people. So kind of tying into the appearances of like, Mm -hmm. I have to buy the newest iPhone because I always do that. And that's like my self-worth is based on always being this trendy person who keeps up with the trends, who always has the latest technology, Mm -hmm. who always like compliment me on my nice things. Mm -hmm. So I think like, that definitely comes down to basing your worth in your finances and in your like material possessions, mm. which I just want to say doesn't usually work. So, yeah. Unfortunately. That and you're worth thing. more than that. Like you're, of course you're not, you're not your money. You're not your things. You're not any of that stuff. You're yeah. you. And that's, yes. that's the valuable part. Yes. Yeah. Of course. We believe in you, everyone who's listening out there. (laughs) We believe that you are worth more than your stuff. That's right. So that's our very incomplete list. Um, Yes. What I I find, I was looking at it, my brain likes to categorize things. And some of them I think are more practicality things like being tired, not planning ahead, time and convenience. Other ones are a lot more just like psychological, how are you thinking? FOMO, worried people are going to judge you, uh, you know, appearances and keeping up with the Joneses, your own self-worth. So there's, there's multiple factors that play into this. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, uh, Jess, let's dive into our kachings and wah-wahs. Should we start with the, start on a low note and do our wah-wahs first? Okay, let's start with the wah-wahs. Okay, why don't you share um, your... Okay, so for me, mine's a general wah-wah because I find myself doing this over and over again. And... It is when I am on vacation, I will plan money for like my fun money, you know, going out and doing things. But it seems like without fail, every single time someone either wants to go out to a restaurant or wants to go do a fun like event or side thing. And again, it's that FOMO of like, but I want to spend time with these people and I want this experience. And so I will spend unexpected money on that. And it can get kind of messy because instead of just going back to my budget and deciding like, okay, let me think through this. Okay. Yes. I want to spend 40 more dollars on this. I'm going to say it, set it aside. I just sort of get out the debit card and we'll just kind of like spend it on stuff. And then later I'm going back, putting it all in my budget and being like, oh, I kind of wish I hadn't done that extra thing. Yeah. So that's my want want and it yeah, vacations are one of the hardest times for me I think in sticking with my budget. Definitely. Okay. Uh so what about you Beth? What's your want want? Okay, mine also is a bit of a general want want, but um this happens I think often with restaurants. So yeah, classic like restaurants. <laughs> um I just want to say that Fred and I view restaurants super differently than everyone else. Um, most people think you go to a restaurant and you buy an on- one entree per person and we think, why don't we share? So we always, <laughs> we pretty much always share an entree. Mm-hmm. We hardly ever get appetizers and we rarely get dessert and we usually get water. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the way it is. I and mean, there's special, there's certain places that we like to go where we get like specific 
specific drinks. We have this Texas barbecue place that we love to go to mm -hmm. and they have an Arnold Palmer's there, which is like half sweet tea, half lemonade. And it's really good. So mm -hmm. we usually always get an Arnold Palmer when we go, but we factor that into our budget. But yeah. when you go out with friends, sometimes this can get a little awkward because you're like, well, everyone's ordering an entree or everyone mm -hmm. finishes their meal and they're like, why don't we order dessert? And we're like, Ooh, we don't actually want to buy dessert, but we sort of feel obligated by the group sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that this definitely can play into it and, um, it's not always a huge problem, but it happens from time to time where it's like, Oh yeah. Like I didn't actually want to spend that much on this meal, but because right. we were with a certain group of people we did and you know, I don't feel great about it. So, mm -hmm. so that is my wah wah. Okay. Let's move on to Kachings. Jessica <laughs> Gretchen Rubin says, take us up. <laughs> take us up. Um, I'm going to, I just decided share two kachings because Woo! I've been dealing with this this week. In fact, all this stuff, Woo. this month has been a little bit of higher spending month. And I've been noticing that we're not quite to the end of the month yet, but I am definitely low or out of a lot of my cash envelopes. So much of me wanted to just like, forget it. I'm just going to go to the ATM, pull out more money and just spend it. But my two kachings this week, number one was when you're going out with your friends, like a lot of times my friends will want to meet at a restaurant and have dinner. If it's really, I just don't have that in the budget. What I do is I just eat dinner beforehand and then I still meet them at the restaurant. And sometimes I'll just get dessert or just get a drink or get something smaller. But I did that just this week with a friend's birthday. And then I can still be with them. I can still celebrate, still be part of that, but I'm not spending money on an entire meal because mm -hmm. I just ate beforehand. My That's second ka-ching has to do with grocery shopping. I went to the grocery store and I really wanted to pull out more cash because I knew I wanted to buy more than I had money for, but I decided no. No, this week I'm going to shop my pantry. And so I just got the stuff I needed and I have definitely been shopping my pantry. And it was kind of a good, very exciting. I did not enjoy it at first. I will say that right away. I was sort of grumpy. Like, I don't want to shop my pantry. I just want to go get this food that I want to get. But I've been kind of having fun being creative with my pantry or remembering things that are in there that I had forgotten about. So that's what I did. So instead of letting my lack of planning ahead or convenience or any of that get in the way, I just decided, nope, I'm going to stick to the budget I set before. And I am not going to go hungry because I have plenty of food. I just need to be creative about how I use it. Yes. So, good. Yeah. It. Yeah. What about you, Beth? What's your ka-ching? Okay. Well, I kind of shared one earlier about going to the market instead of going to the grocery store this weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was a big one that happened. This week. My other one is a more general one, but I will have a more specific. I'll example. allow it. <laughs> it's a general example. Um, so we were talking about values earlier. And for us, when we were getting out of debt, we had a lot of kachings because we just like had our eyes on the prize mm -hmm. and we were not swayed by lots of different things that we, uh, could have felt like we needed to spend money on. Mm -hmm. So for sure, a big one was like phones. Like we bought a lot of secondhand phones. Like mm -hmm. I got an iPhone one time. I bought it from someone for like $75. So then it's like, right. Maybe it's a couple models behind everyone, but that bad boy worked for me for like two years. And I was like, mm -hmm. I did not just spend, you know, $800 on this. So that was great. And then a big one that it did was vacations. So when we were getting out of debt, um, we were working in uh, professions with a lot of sort of more middle-aged people. When we were in our early 20s, everyone felt quite a bit older. Now I'm like, oh, you know, like 40, 30, what's the difference? But anyways, <laughs> at that point, there were a lot of people that we knew who were teachers who had their summers off and they'd always go on like a vacation to like Europe mm -hmm. or to like wherever. Mm -hmm. And for us, we did not have money to go on vacation. Our vacation was like flying home every other year for Christmas to see mm -hmm. my our family. That that was our vacation and we saved up for like two years to do that. So it definitely was a bit hard at times because I'm like, I want to go, I'd love to go to Europe or I'd love to go wherever, right. 
Um, and so sometimes being like, oh, we're spent, we're saving up all this money to go to like New Mexico. Woo. Like it's exciting and we loved going, but it wasn't always mm-hmm. like very exciting. So because we have that goal of getting out of debt, it made those moments a lot easier. When we saw people's mm-hmm. vacation pictures, we're like, you know what? In three years, like we're going to be there. And now we do travel a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, and We're able to do those trips. We've, you know, been able to do some Disney trips. We've been able to go and visit friends and do other things that have been really fun. And we just have a bit more, a bit more disposable income for mm-hmm. that now. And so that has, that definitely was a big ka-ching in that moment was mm-hmm. it'd be so easy to spend money on vacation. Mm-hmm. That's what everyone does, especially when you're a teacher. It's like you work hard all year. And in the summers, actually, Fred would often pick up like extra work. And mm-hmm. so I was working like a, another job. And so when I wasn't TOC, I had my other job in the summer, but Fred would pick up extra work at the school. He did a lot of like just kind of projects that they needed done and then he'd get paid for them. And so instead of going on vacation, he'd like sit in our house and like he did this one project where he typed up a course pack and he got paid by the hour to do it. And so he'd just like sit on the couch and he'd be Mm -hmm. typing out different like short stories and poems and things like Mm. for this English course pack. But then he made like a couple hundred dollars over the summer and that was really helpful. Right. And that was really important for our debt. So instead of spending money, we were saving money and, uh, and we made it through. Mm-hmm. So that's my kitchen. Yeah. And you know what I think your story brings up is that like, this is hard work and hard work doesn't always feel awesome in the midst of it, no. but it's worth the results. It can be really easy to get swayed by like, well, this doesn't feel good right now, or this is hard, or I, it hurts a little bit or, you know, all those things, but yeah. It, it's hard work and it it's, it's okay to feel it because it's like exercising. Yeah. It's like yeah. It doesn't always feel awesome in the moment, but right. it's really good for you but, and the long-term benefits are right. better. And looking back, you're glad that you did it. Totally. But yeah. yeah, no, that's a good point, Jess. I think that's really, it's really good to remember. It's, it's that discipline. And I think we live in a culture where like discipline is not always celebrated and it's mm-hmm. not always, um, normal like it's not people's normal reaction like we live in a very comfort-based culture Mm -hmm. and it's just people do what they want people do what feels good people like watch Netflix for eight hours in a row because they're like this is what I want to do right now yeah and there's so much of that and we've all binged on the occasional show just to clarify but yeah I think that (laughs) there's definitely a lot more of that these days yeah Side note on comfort, I was reading, I don't remember what book it was, otherwise we could tag it in the show notes, but someone was talking about how the meaning of the word comfort has changed over the years because comfort, like fort, like fortress, it's like give strength. That's what yeah. comfort means is to give strength, but we've turned it into like be squishy and soft and padded and not Easy. feel anything right. pokey. So yeah, it's interesting this. Yeah, you're right. Our society's shifted. It's mindset, joint mindset, like the social worldview or mindset. Um, So before we do our do it or don't, I just want to shout out to all the listeners and say, if you are in a season where you're like, giving up things, you're not going out with your friends, you're skipping vacations, you are a few models back on your iPhone and you're doing it because you want to get out of debt or because you have another financial goal and you're being frugal. I just want to tell you, good job. I know Mm -hmm. that I might be a stranger to you and that that might feel kind of weird to hear, but I just want to say like, sometimes you just need to remember that you're not the only one Mm -hmm. And that there are other people who are sacrificing and other people who are like giving up things so that they can't get out of debt. Mm-hmm. Uh, something very inspirational that I find if you're like have a lot of time at home, like I did when I was getting out of debt because you couldn't afford to go out is I listen to the Dave Ramsey show a lot and <laughs> it is every day for three hours. It's a long time. You don't have to listen to all three hours, but every hour they do a debt free scream and they have someone who like either calls in or they come into the building and they tell Dave about their story of getting out of debt and they yell we're debt free. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like I almost cried some days when I was listening to that. Cause I was like, that'll be me one day and I'll be able to yell that I'm debt free. And it was so inspiring. And so sometimes just in those moments where you're feeling low, you're feeling like you're sacrificing and it's not worth it. Um, yeah. Just look for those stories out there because they're out there. 
you'll hear stories of people who did like crazy things to get out of debt and they're like so glad that they did them. And uh, sometimes you just need that inspiration to keep going. So Mm -hmm. way to go guys. You are doing it. We see you. Mm -hmm. Hey Jess. Okay. So our do it or don't for this week is to just take a second, take some time, think about what it is for you that gets in the way of being frugal. Maybe it's one of the things we talked about before, FOMO, being tired, not planning ahead, time, convenience, worried about being judged, um, worried about your appearance, your ideas about your self-worth, any of those things. Think about what for you gets in the way and then think of one step that you can take to start to overcome that because it's definitely a one step at a time thing. And when you do think of that thing and you do try it, let us know if you'd like yes. to share, uh, share your ka Ooh, I want to share listener ka That would be, that would be amazing. Yeah. So get in touch with us. We're on Instagram and Facebook at frugalicious pod. You can email us at frugaliciouspod at gmail.com. Um, you can use the hashtag that frugalicious life. Those are yes. all good ways to get our attention. You leave a rating and review. You could put it in there, but talk to us and yeah, tell us what you, what you're doing to overcome these things that get in the way. Yes. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back soon with some more awesome content for you about how to live a frugally fabulous life. Just a little note for you. Next episode, we're going to try to do something kind of like fun or different on every 20th episode. So we're coming up. Our next one is our 20th episode. So crazy. Uh, We're going to do an episode with some awesome bloopers and outtakes from all of our recording sessions, which let me tell you, there are a lot. So get ready for that. Thank you so much for listening. We love that you spend your time here with us and be frugal, be fabulous. And let's talk soon. Bye. Don't buy into the FOMO. We spend money like slow mo. But we ain't broke, no. Cause every penny makes sense. Can I get an amen? Amen. Get out of debt. It's where the money's at. And where the money's at. (laughs) We do the budget dance. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Frugalicious. Our music is by Atoria. Special thanks to our mom for sticking to her frugal convictions and only paying for one hotel room, not two, for our family of six on vacation. Subscribe to the podcast if you want to stay up to date on new episodes. And if you want to help us be seen by more people, you can rate us and review us. Let us know what you think. You can find us on social media at FrugaliciousPod. You can email us at FrugaliciousPod at gmail.com. And together, let's make the world a more frugalicious place. I think what you said, Jess, about like, um, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.